Everyone's having a lovely, gentle day, and you're being kind to yourself and self-compassionate. I'm very pleased to have a very good friend on the podcast today, um, my good pal Jonathan, uh, who I met through the sea swimming. And when you think of the, the quote, "Good vibes attract good tribes," I always think of uh, my pal Jonathan. He's a beautiful man with a beautiful soul. And if you're a regular swimmer at the a regular swimmer at the forty foot, you're bound to recognise him with his, his big beautiful beard. He's a he's a forty foot celebrity. He's like a, the wizard of the sea, a scissors. <laughs> Me good pal Jonathan. Jonathan, how are you doing? How are you, Colin? How's it going? Thanks for having me along. It's great to have you on. Come here, I have to ask you first, what's what's the story behind the beard? Beautiful. You just started growing at the start of lockdown, did you? I've had a few beards, not all at one go. Right. <laughs> I had a beard when I was 19, 20. And then I've had this one for six years, but a fella stopped me in Super Value the other day and he said, how long have you got the beard? And I said, on the 15th of March. <laughs> He, he's still he's still looking at me yeah. <laughs> since the start of the lockdown which is a fair play you know is that the longest name you've ever had it was about two two four it's a while i cut it two years ago i trimmed it back a bit but i'll never trim it again to the best of my uh judgment at the moment that's your judgment i love it yeah. man yeah, I love it. <sighs> so like how john what was your journey that kind of got you into the sea swimming how did it all come about like um my mother passed away uh, a good few years ago and uh, I started to struggle really bad with panic attacks, pains across my chest, you know. And I'd given up the drink about 10 years prior to that. So I, I, I wasn't doing anything else to cause me any, any unhealthy vibes, you know. Uh, so I met this woman who, who worked alongside me where in a place we were doing the catering and she said to me, uh, this is about March, she said, you go, would you go swimming in the sea? Yeah, I said, sure I would, yeah, with the kids when the weather's good in July or August. And she said, no, I'm like in the winter all year. And I said, really, you're mental. But she said to me, she said, you're telling me you can't sleep well at night. And at that time, I was waking about every hour and a half. I couldn't get any consistency in my sleep. And a man of while I was coming in wrecked to work every single day of the week. So I went out and I tried it. Like I said, I hadn't slept for months and I went out and I tried it. And uh, it nearly killed me. <laughs> but uh, I've grown to love it so much, you know. Yeah. And I, um, that was in April. I dived in to the sea and uh, couldn't get my breath. Came out, felt really emotional, you know, because um, I was just a mess. I hadn't slept well for months, the four or five months more. And um, this man had spotted, supposed the condition I was in at the time. And he said to me, uh, are you all right? I know. I said, I'm not really, to be honest with you. I said, my mother's only passed away. We were nursing like shell Alzheimer's at the end. And uh, it, was, it was hard going, you know, a long protracted thing. And then there was a bit of family politics after she passed away. It all, it all took its toll on me, you know? Mm. And the angst and the grief and the hurt and sadness, all these emotional things that we're not probably as equipped to deal with as we should be, you know, yeah. most of the time. And uh, he said to me, come on, he said, just walk back in again, he said. Just dip your body down, he said. You can put your hand on my arm, he said. Okay. Just walk down dip yourself down and walk back out. And he explained to me that it was nothing to do with the length of time you were in the water. It was just immersing yourself in the water. You feel the benefits. And uh, I'm grateful to that man, you know. And um, I went home and slept that night for six, seven hours. And I woke up in that morning, the following morning. It's like I won something. I felt elated. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. I love that how you found that 
through the sea swimming came through your your suffering or going through a painful situation and what people don't realize that there's great opportunities when we're going through these bouts of pain that we can go down either way so who heard someone explain before it's like say if you're on a beach and it's so warm if you that the, and the sand is so hot so if you ever go away on holidays somewhere very warm and the sand is so hot that you can't just stand on it you either have to run like towards the sea or towards the shade because the pain is so bad mm -hmm. and sometimes the pain can be a great motivator and you said it there with the with the drink you know instead of numbing that pain it's like how can I utilize it to, 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 to change how I'm feeling you know and as you said there you had these little pe people that plant seeds the, the lady that sure. said they were going for a swim and then that 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 that, that legend of a man that kind of yeah. gave you that little dig out that day right when you needed it like you know mm. Um, and like there was a co healthy healthy coping mechanism to get into like you know what I mean well I mean both those things both of those people had a huge part to play in my life you know and the woman who who I met in work Maura um, I met her there at a play in uh, with my wife in the Olympia there about six months ago and I said to her you saved me life and I explained to her what I meant, and she mm. she said thanks for that, you know. But I really do believe the direction she pointed me in at that time opened up so many doors for me, you know. And the swimming, as I always say to people, you go from in in the summer months you go from enjoying it to enjoying it in the winter. Yeah. But the payback is in the winter. <laughs> it is, isn't it? You love yeah. it. That's what we got. Remember, it's not as if they were going down the 44. I love the community down the 44 that you meet down there. Everyone yeah. down there, they're just lovely community. Everyone's into well being and that, <laughs> you know. And the one lad I was talking to, he said uh, he doesn't always like the man that gets into the sea, but he always likes the man that gets out of it, like, you know what I mean? Just to say that he does what it does for his head, you know what I mean? That's thinking is going 90 and then he gets into the water and then it just resets him. That he just realizes the things that he's been worrying about isn't that important anymore, you know. Know what I mean? It's just it's like putting your brain in the bucket and giving it a wash, like, you know. <laughs> my 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 wife says sometimes she always feels in the winter. She says I have that parent brain phrase, <laughs> but uh, that's alright, you know. Mm. I remember I heard a fella in the fellowship talking years ago, and he said to me, he said, uh, years ago when things went right in his life, his behaviour in the estate they used to give him the finger you know right. and now he said they used to hold hand to wave to him but, <laughs> you know and, said it's uh, just the middle finger <laughs> it's a bit like that with the missus you know she yeah. she she see maybe if I was off kilter or she see if I was a little bit antsy mm. and she go get your talk she go and dip yourself in the 40 for there and calm yourself down there I love it yeah yeah and she knows it's like medicinal for me okay it is and I look it's similar to you you know it was a year ago with my dad passed away and uh, I got ready I was getting into the season but after that happened I was just I was nearly like dependent on it you know what I mean mm -hmm. that I was looking forward to a dip every day whatever stresses I had going on I'd get into the water and I just felt great after it like you know what I mean I just felt that that you know get in and it triggers it I don't know what it does it triggers them endorphins but it just relaxes you when you come out again and you feel like you just feel intensely present when you get in because when you get in first it regulates your breathing you know you feel the cold on your skin and for the initial shock you're like jesus and then you then it just hits you and you just feel this overwhelming sense of calmness when you get out like yeah like uh, for, for sure like you know i suppose it, it it's the definity of mindfulness for me you know yeah. because in the initial moment when you hit the cold water if you're not mindful of your breathing and pressing and that, you're going to be in trouble from the outset. Yeah. So it's type of maybe knee-jerking you into that, mm. you know, but for a good reason, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, as a mate of mine explained to me the other night, and he's only... He, he, he's a lawyer, this guy, you know, you know and he, he struggles, I suppose, with business and like people that he would meet would be at the end of their tether say yeah. in legal situations and business situations and all these things and like he says you feel the full brunt of that bearing mm. down on you yeah so he started actually and he's been listening to me banging on about seats for him for years but this summer at the start well lockdown is type of april may he started swimming you know and he said like 
he felt it quite painful to get in at the start. But he said, the elation you have for the whole day, it's a no-brainer if you look at the trade-off. Yeah. You know, for what it gives you for just a momentary. And it's nothing to do with you at the time you're in the water, five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, half an yeah. hour, you know. That's it. Well worth it. Like, for that initial shock or the coldness you get, you know, you're buzzing them for the day, like, after it. Like, Very much. I mean? it's, it's like anything, you know. It's like, oh, geez, I don't want to, I don't want to do that, you know. But then as soon as you do it, you, you feel great. And, uh, after it, and then it's going to well-being. You know what I mean? I saw the lad down there, and I was like, this is in the grips of winter, I think it was in January. And I was like, do you ever get used to the, the, the initial shock when you get in the chillness? And he says, well, I've been swimming for about 25 years. And you, after about 20 years now, you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God. <laughs> like, a few years ago. I had a fella come into the cafe the other day. And like, our cafe is in Rath Mines. And obviously he was swimming here the 40 foot. And uh, he was with a friend of his who knows me fairly well. And he says to me, and he wasn't messing, you know. He says, the balls of my feet are still freezing. <laughs> and I just laughed. And I, his mate said, you're talking to the wrong fella. <laughs> like, yeah. you do get used to it. For sure, you do get used to it. Yeah. And like I said, you go from enjoying it mm. to really enjoying it. And the enjoying it is the walking up to it. Yeah. The anticipation. Mm. Especially on the cold days, yeah. The chats you'd have with people, be it momentary or elongated, makes no odds. Mm. Yeah. Coming back, the community. Mm. Like I brought out a cake there one day, and I cut it up, and you'd often wonder, like, do your kids listen to you? And my three kids, me old boys, twenty four, and Connor's eighteen, but Lily, it was twelve. It was last year, so she was eleven. And she's bringing around the cake. And I never told her to say anything. And she offered someone a cake, the cake, the slice of the cake. And uh, they said, uh, is your daddy's birthday? No, she says, it's community. We're celebrating. Ah, beautiful. And I thought to myself, there's someone listening to me. Yeah, yeah, I love that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it is, even before the lockdown now, I remember going down and, and you were down at certain times, you see all different communities, but everyone would like have a flask of tea, and yeah. cook, people have cook, be cooking cupcakes and, you know, and be handing you like food and all, you know what I mean, after yeah. after the swim, you know, it is, it's a, it's a great community and it is, it's a, as you said there, it's like, it's about developing that healthy habit that if you do it regularly enough, it just becomes a normal part of your day, it's not like will I, won't I, it just becomes like your basic hygiene, like, you know what I mean, will I brush my teeth, will I brush my hair, and then you're just, you're doing it if you do it uh, enough you know it just becomes regular part of your day like you know mm. um and it was, it was definitely one of them things that we found where this is a really healthy benefit for my mental health you know because i find that you know if i'm having a day where i'm feeling a bit stressed out or feeling a bit low self-esteem or find that me me thinking is going 90 miles an hour mm. you know when i go down and get in the sea it just it clears my mind or it could be going for a run and you talked about there about you know being with mindfulness and i think different people have different ways of meditating or being mindful or you know what they're different tools for coping like mine would be like sea swimming or exercise or just being mindful out in nature you know going for a walk and just taking in the taking in the surroundings you know could be listening to music or doing some creative journaling or whatever kind of i suppose whatever whatever forgive the pun floats your boat like you know what I mean and in terms of kind of what, what works for your mental health and I think what's key is when you find that formula and find what works for you mm. then you're onto something like you know mm. well f f for sure like and I mean everyone has a different path in life you know mm. but it seems to be, be gaining a huge amount of momentum to see swimming people tapping into the benefits of it they can mm. see they, they see the payback it's instance yeah. I mean one of the lads off the Dublin team was telling me that they reckon that 10 minutes in the sea was worth 2 or 3 days hour and hour you know and because the cold water is lifting the endorphin level in the body and the fibres knitting together right. in the body it, it be, it's like that uh, what's called ultrasound yeah, yeah. it works on a principle similar to that and uh, the healing part the healing from the body and, and I mean a good friend of mine Damo always says that um, the minerals in the sea the iodine and all these things the natural mm. 
and the way Dublin Bay is like a it's a UNESCO World Biosphere right and we need to preserve it and keep it right because it gives the people so much yeah. wellness it's right there on our doorstep we're all benefiting from it yeah. and the amount of people that are tapping into it on a daily basis is huge especially the amount of women I said this before to somebody the amount of women that have tapped into it to the will, wellness to be derived from dipping in the sea you know and if you look at say all of these prescribed medications that you know benzodiazepines and all of these things and if you look at going down to the sea no side effects mm. bit of community you don't feel on your own yeah. you're there mixing with other people you know it's tapping into nature's abundance it is yeah and it's, it's all them natural resources and natural remedies you know what i mean that you know if you are going through some shit like anything that like and as he said like as you said earlier but you're going through a painful situation and alleged to getting in the sea and find a natural resource to deal with that you know what i mean and sometimes you know when people are going through shit it could be just based on environment you know if someone's struggling because they're going through a breakup or, they, or, or financial things or stress and work of course they're going to be feeling stressed though you know it's only natural sure. but for you to numb that feeling like by, by taking medication or by taking drink you know you're numbing you're numbing the the anxiety but you're enhancing it at the same time the next day whereas you find the cope with cope I suppose a healthy way to cope with that and to deal with it and and use that I suppose pain and suffering as a as a motivator and mm-hmm. um, you know and it could be the sea swimming or a bit of exercise it's, it's a more beneficial way to deal with it you know mm. sure I mean without a shadow of a doubt like a lot of people it's my experience Colin that a lot of people over the years would, would look to say anaesthetise and lanks within them you know yeah through substances drink or drugs or whatever like that but you know this substance won't protect you from life you know yeah. because when the fog clears it's uh, the problematic situations are still there yeah, yeah. you know the things that you're running from are still there they're only yeah. anesthetized momentarily yeah but if you can deal with things naturally and you can tap into nature and help walk your way through problematic situations you know most anxious situations it's, your mind playing tricks with you mm. they never really about though yeah. you know but your head will tell you your head will tell you this isn't right or that isn't right yeah. and it's 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 like i said it's your head playing tricks with you but if you can tap into nature capitalize on them things help walk your way through things properly and methodically and you know we're talking to other people and so forth you find the tool back to yeah. deal with situations. You file, you know, and you, and, and I've, I find, found the people during the lockdown situation in particular, um, people who were tapping into nature, tapping into possibly a program of recovery, be it an NA or an AA program or a holistic program, coupled with a bit of mindfulness, sea swimming, walking with others, walking in forested areas, hill walking, they had a better tool bag to cope with the whole lockdown scenario. Yeah. I found that. I did. Yeah, I love that. And they just like they found like the natural remedies out there, you know, be the things in life that's free, nature, yeah. you know, the sea swimming, you know, uh, the exercise and you said it there as well, like about the thinking, you know, that it's sometimes it's just our own mind that we have we can have we can believe our savage thinking and Mark, uh, I think Mark Twain has a had a great quote. He said he lived through some really bad tragedies, and some of them actually fucking happened. Like you know what I mean? As, <laughs> as if to say, just start yeah. thinking. You know, and a lot of it is lo- learning to detach from our thinking. That we have this mad thinking process that we think the worst case scenario situations. Geez, I'm gonna get fired. I'm gonna lose my house to the bank, or this bleeding headache that I have as a brain tumor when I only have a week yeah. to live. And then you're you're living in these scenarios as if that happening. And then you're you're feeling the real life emotions, and then if I can learn to to watch me thinking, like literally view me, observe me thinking, and say, "This what evidence have I got here? What facts have I got? I've just got thoughts." Mm. You know what I mean? And when I was able to recognise that and and split away from me thinking, it benefited me so much. You know what I mean? To mm. not believe me thoughts, that me me thoughts aren't facts. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I I think a lot of people are privy to that for sure, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, but. I think young people in particular now at the moment with with the huge influx of logs of social media and all that, they're so much susceptible to all of this, you know. Mm. I should be like this, I should be like yeah. that, sound like this, look like that, have this, 
you know, certain things. But really, when you start adhering to other people's or felt says dancing to someone else's tune, you're not growing yourself. Yeah. You know, you're not growing yourself within your own time frame, within your own skin. You know, because you 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 you're someone else. You you you're like nearly people pleasing constantly. Yeah. You know, and uh, to me, like self affirmations and 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 things like that in young people are so important. You know, self worth, self value, which is just a preservation of self. A love of self without egotism, mm. you know, it's like um, they are confident in your own skin without walking down the road with swagger saying, Get a load of me, you know, it's just like that, you know, you learn, to love learn to love yourself, and 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 then and then for sure, you have a chance of mm. offering that love to another person. Yeah. But if you load and detest yourself, it'll come out in a resentful way. It'll come out in a negative way. It'll come out in a way that's toxic for everybody in me. Mm. Be it a person in a relationship, someone in me, in the supermarket, anywhere. It's just negative, as I call it, the toxic waste, you know? Mm. And uh, for sure, yeah. And would you, do you think that young people like need to go down them, I suppose, cul-de-sacs of, of living in toxic waste? and go on that journey before they realise, you know what, getting a million likes on Instagram just won't fix me, or getting all this validation won't fix me, or this new Calvin Klein or a Gucci jacket won't fix me, you know what I mean? That like, you're just trying to fit in with the crowd and get approval and, and to be liked and, and feel it's like it's it's like a low uh, level search for self approval and self love that if someone else likes me or approves of me then like that means I must be a good person, you know? Well, for sure, you see, it, it, it's in a very, it's all, it's a very, very finely balanced situation for young kids at the moment, because, like I said to you, I have three kids, now my eldest boy, to me, he just missed all the social media stuff, mm. you know, by his age, where all his mates wouldn't be sitting there constantly on Snapchat, on TikTok and all of these things looking for likes or whatever he shares or whatever gives them this sense of euphoria, you know? Mm. Um, where my the younger two, the 18-year-old lad and the 13-year-old little girl, you know, they, they, they're constant. Like they, they, and I try to explain to them that the stuff that on the phone, it's not really real. Mm. We have like rule in our house whereas boy at the table or we're sitting down talking with no phones you got to try and manage it you won't you won't cut it out because everyone has a phone and we we like even in work we have a phone we have the phone for the, the, the for the business as well you know but it, it, i think it's constant looking for I suppose some type of gratification mm. from the likes of Instagram, Snapchat, and all of these things. Yeah. It's uh, it's hollow. It's it's it's, and 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 really, it doesn't matter whether you get one like or ten thousand likes. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like it, it doesn't. I just, yeah, I just say to my daughter and her friends, I said, listen, put down your phone. I said, my heart's beating here. I'm real. Mm. There's no, there's nothing alive that's in that true. phone there. Yeah, but that, but that's exactly <laughs> like you know. Well, it's like if we yeah. got if we got a billion bajillion likes right now, that does that mean I don't I'll never post anything again because you know I'll be satisfied. But you wake up tomorrow and you be wanting more likes. I got fifty likes. I must be a good person. I'm worthy. And then tomorrow I only got five. So I'm not a worthy person. You know what I mean? So your your whole identity and your self worth is dependent on whether these people give you artificial kind of likes on a, a digital platform which is in in same way to treat your own identity and self-worth you know what i mean and it's it's setting your it's setting your, i suppose yourself up for un, unhealthy mental health you know what i mean mm-hmm. if you're constantly trying to look for your own kind of who you are as a person and if you're worthy as a person and what if what you're doing is right and it's how you look is right you know what i mean then if we get a few likes and i'm, I'm doing all right it must be it must be sound or people must like me like you know what i mean and I think you can get lost in that. You can get the highs and you can get the lows. If you're getting what you want, you'll get the high, but then you'll inevitably get a low then if you're not getting it, you know? Yeah, but like I said, they're only, it's, it's, you can get, like you said, a gazillion likes for something. But really, Colm, you know, 
for someone who's come from a problematic situation, you know, to walk down your own road sober and to live and show your kids what, what, what you deem to be a good moral compass, yeah. you won't get a bigger life than that. Yeah, that's true. Because your kids and people around you, if you want to have, if you want, you talk about influencers and influencing, yeah. do as they do, not as they say, yeah, you know. Yeah. And when you live a good life within your own family and your family see the family structure you live by, yeah. then you're the real deal. You're not standing there preaching from the high chair or standing yeah. on top of the table pointing your finger. You're doing things right. I love that, yeah. So it's more about... It's more about attraction rather than promotion. Without a shadow of a doubt, you know. Yeah, the social media thing can look all very shiny and all that, but it's 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 hollow. It's not, you know. The real, real depth of someone is the way you live on a daily basis. Yeah, but that that's it. And it's like if you see like some people out there like if you want their life and it could be anything like say if someone their their fitness you know you want if you go to the gym now mm. and you see someone that's in great shape and mm. you're like geez, if you if you were to follow their exercises and their lifestyle the chances are you'd turn out like them you know what i mean but mm. if you were like seeing someone that maybe their lifestyle isn't as healthy and you were to copy their lifestyle you'd probably end up with an unhealthy life you know so mm. it's a kind of if you want what i want and do what i do mm. sort of thing like you know what i mean and kind of if you want to be, as you said there, you know, live by example, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. if you see people going, geez, oh, we want to be there someday, you know what I mean? And say, well, what, what did they do to get there, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, without a shell of a doubt, you know? Like uh, like I said, I mean, my kids see the way I am, you know? They, 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 they see the way I speak to people. They see, I try not to raise my voice at home and things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And try and live by a good moral compass, show them honesty and dignity and integrity yeah. and the things that I believe to be of worth yeah. you know and there's uh, no one on social media going to give me those things Colin. that's that's true nobody yeah. well that's it's, it's if you find someone let me know <laughs> <laughs> we'll just help you give it to me <laughs> um, no it is it's true and like what we found is even you said like your, your phone has become as, as, as essential as your right hand now everywhere you go it's yeah. there and I find now we're even going to the gym uh, it's great when they have the little time slots so you have an hour in and, and it's always start leaving me phone in my bag now and I find I get so much more done mm-hmm. that I'm not picking up my phone every two seconds and it could be something silly like you get your phone vibrates and it's a it's a it's from, could be from like a whatsapp group a football whatsapp group mm-hmm. and you're going in you're looking at it and then you get you go onto Instagram and then you're going on to Facebook and then you're going on to look all these other apps your emails and then you've been on your phone for 20 minutes and you're oh shit I've got to get back to working out and you go back and walk out and then your phone vibrates another message from a group and then you're going on to that and then it's like Instagram Facebook. you know when you're, you've got everything it's just taking your attention away from from I suppose what's in front, in front of you as you said mm. your, your, your heart is beating you know I'm real you know swallowing you up swallowing you up yeah. and uh you know, it's it's like I said, it's it's hollow. It's, it's like acting, you know. Yeah. Seldom, a little bit often, isn't it? That's it. We only had Debo back in my day, you know. <laughs> sending, <laughs> sending the law. Just shout over the wall in my day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so what's like? What sort of rituals do you have for like maintaining your mental health? Now, mm. well, I, I I I go to one or two self help groups and. I swim in the sea probably five to six days a week. I don't yeah. quite. If my address was Sandy Cove, I'd be definitely every day, <laughs> but it's not. Yeah. Uh, but it would be definitely, and, and you touched on it there, like it would be an habitual part of my day, you know? Yeah. Where, where. I know that when I go, it'll always stand to me good. It was like years ago when I was much younger. I used to play a bit of football and do a bit of training. You sometimes be kicking and screaming or tired and you're not particularly wanting to go, but you never feel bad from coming back and doing it. Yeah. Never. And 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 the swimming for me in the winter months, like is is it's in the summer months now, going out I nearly dread it more than in the winter because yeah. it's all the it's the people. It's there's so many people and kids running around and there's nothing wrong, they're all entitled to it. But when you go in the winter months, that's when the real payback is. I love that. When you go to winter months and there's no one there and it's calm and easy and dark in the mornings, it's just starting to get bright at half seven, quarter to eight. Mm. And sometimes eight o'clock, even quarter past eight in November. Mm. Yeah. But it, 
in the latter part of the week with the kids back in school and all that uh for the winter months my wife got this massive big led camping light and we bring it out and we whack it up on the rock there and we go in in the dark <laughs> and i was still obvious i wearing clothes now are you? <laughs> in the forty four, I don't think so. <laughs> so we'd go in, we 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 we'd go in and swim at night there, and uh, it's unbelievable the crack you'd have. And it, there's always be a few of us. Yeah. We wouldn't stray too far out of the little cove area, but just even to get in, and we we swam all over the Christmas and New Year, and my son came out with his friends and. You know, a lot of them, like Aaron's a nurse in Tala Hospital there in the ED department, and mm. they've tapped into the, yeah. especially at the moment, they've tapped into the wellness to be driving, swimming in the sea, and yeah. again, the camaraderie and the crack, and we'd go back to the house, prepare a bit of food, and yeah. have a bit of banter, and just making it. It's a real centre focal point. Yeah, yeah. Really. Yeah. But that's even a lot of my friends and I mean my sister as well got look I think they want it for the year and as you said, a pr- pr- like attraction rather than promotion. Yeah. I know you've been getting in the scene for about a year and a half and loving it and you know my family would be asked jeez how are we going on the sea and they'd be all be like jesus you know we're telling about the training or recover a lot quicker we go for a run and get in the sea i'm doing any sort of training yeah how fast to recover from and you know people are saying jeez i want to give it a shot so they come i, mean, I remember my sister was coming down first and she was wearing the wetsuits and he was always slagger about wearing the wetsuit into the that's cheating <laughs> and wearing it's the wetsuit into the water now she's like now she does it without and she gets in every day religiously she's motivating me sometimes to get yeah down and it is it's that it hit you like as you said there it's like anything anything that we're like oh now we don't know if we want to do this now it feels like and you know it can be arse and then as soon as you do it you feel amazing after it's a reward that you get it's one of these things when you sink into it it's like wow you know what i mean i love it you know it's um it's incredible you know i went there two years ago i went to the north of norway in november fishing with these fellas in near Tromso, between Tromso and Bodo, right. very north of Norway, and uh, it's a couple of hundred kilometres inside the Arctic Circle. I, I said to one of the lads, I'm bringing me togs. He said, what you want? Yeah, I said, I'm bringing me togs, and I did, you know, and uh, up there, like, the Nordic countries have, like, uh, the Finns pioneered cold water swimming in the 17th century right. as a way of combating the angst and depression and wow, all of these yeah. things because obviously half of their year is nearly made up of yeah. darkness or partial so darkness. They must be onto something, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, no one quite knows how they sussed it out, but they did anyway, you know. And it's it's the whole sauna thing, all that tradition is derived from Finland. Okay. And uh, so when we were in Norway, at the... At the side of the fjords they had these uh saunas you know but where we, where we were fishing they hadn't <laughs> <laughs> but uh i went in and you come out and your skin is just hopping so i wouldn't even say you need your swimming togs getting uh, out there you wouldn't see much <laughs> you wouldn't see anything if <laughs> you look like an action man getting out but uh absolutely incredible yeah. and, and and again like Again, it's it's the whole, the colder the water, the bigger the payback, you know? Oh, yeah. There's that lady, she's a sergeant in the army. Uh, D, D, New, D, D from the sea. You probably know her from the board. She's a great girl, she's, you know? She's from the Antarctic this year. Wow. And uh, they went down to Ushuaia in southern Argentina, Chile. Yeah. Just there. And they got this boat. The ship went out to the Arctic Ocean and they swam it there. It was incredible. It's incredible. And, uh, you know, talk about going to any lens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, though. Like, I found out I was away there a few months ago now before all the coronavirus kicked yeah. off. You know, I was in, in Asia mm. going for sea swims and the water was so warm. I just wasn't getting the same benefit out of it. And it, was, no. it sounds crazy, but we missed the cold no. water. Like, you no. know, I get that 100%. I get that 100%. We were in Cuba two years ago and I said to me, Mrs. was like swimming in the soup. Yeah. And that was on the 19th of December and the day before the 18th, I was in Sea Point and I was freezing. It was about two degrees. 
but I, that particular prior to Christmas, that particular year was really cold, yeah. and I say I remember walking in and my shins were stinging. You know that cold, but just just getting into your feet. Yeah. I think couple was standing on the slipway there, yeah. at the fourth the fourth peg there in the uh, sea points, <laughs> and. Um, I was thinking to myself, don't sweat this, you know, yeah. you'll be in Havana tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut I up there it. and get in. Yeah, I love it. It's yeah. mad though, isn't it? I was, I was only swimming one of the lads the other day and we got in on the way out and we said, oh jeez, I can't wait till November. He said, November? He said, boy, oh, the water be cold then, it'll be freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, it triggers, when you get in the cold water, it just triggers them endorphins and you feel, you just feel so relaxed and so calm and, you know, like it's like the whole the Wim Hof thing, the cold swimming, the breathing, and the cold water, you know, just it frees the mind, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And I done a sauna there a few days ago with one of the lads at the party, but mm. and even that, you know, doing a sauna, then getting in for a dip, then back into the sauna, then back in for a dip, you know, you literally felt like you took a drug, like you know what I mean? It was just you just felt uh, you felt just intensely in the present moment, like you know, yeah. you could feel everything around you, you know, it was beautiful. Well, like you said, it's uh, you're tapping into. Nature's high, aren't you? Yeah, getting high, you know, supply. You're you're tapping into what the earth has to offer. Well, that's the thing. Look, I found from a young age, I've always kind of being attracted to anything I can get out of my head with, you know, I found from a young age and when I had me thinking or my anxiety was going 90 in my head that I found drink and drugs from a young age is a, a good way to escape out of that, mm. you know what I mean? But then the consequences were crazy, you know sure. what I mean, obviously. And then I found obviously, you know, through my own journey that, you know, finding natural resources like the sea, like the exercise, like the meditation or the mindfulness, that I, I can still get that buzz, but off a different source, you know, mm. it doesn't have to be drinking drugs or excessive f- eating food or whatever, I could look, find a buzz in, you know, football, you know, anything I could get out of my head in, but mm. the problem was that me thinking was so savage, that was the reason I wanted to get out of my head, and this inner critic that I had, I was trying to just numb that inner critic, and through getting in the sea and doing all this self-work, it's like that, that inner critic is, is not as loud as it was. He hasn't got the mic anymore, you know, and mm-hmm. that, I enjoy being in my own skin. I enjoy being in my own head today, you know, and being able to find, getting high on my own supply, which is the sea or the exercise or whatever it may be like. Well, I mean, you, you, you know, you're being true to yourself and you're finding like a, a coping mechanism that's, working for you you know mm. and everybody's journey would be different you know like i i you know i i drank it in excess you know mm. and i took tablets as a kid that uh anesthetized a trauma that happened to me when i was very young mm. you know but when you come around from that anesthetizing and on the high of the, whatever you're taking the trauma is still there. You still have to find a way yeah. to tease out what's wrong with you. You've got to be able to dig deep. And sometimes we need professional help to help yeah. us tease out problematic situations. You know, yeah. and most addictive behaviour comes from trauma yeah. or dysfunction within the home. Yeah, most 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 things do. Yeah, you know, so we develop tools from a young age to. Get it going to survival mode. I suppose you're, in, you're fighting an inner battle, so the war builds go on and thought processes and yeah. behaviors that you needed then to get you by. Then you grow up as an adult, or that, that or whatever that war zone or that environment isn't there anymore, but mm. you're still displaying the same kind of behaviors that you needed when you were in that war zone, you know. And I suppose, true as you said, doing that bit of self work. And sometimes I think we can overanalyze the problem and, and not do enough analysis on the solution. On the sol- Solution, rather than saying what why did it happen why not say instead of why say what like what can i do to change it you yeah. know what i mean what, what what sorry go ahead no i think i think you've got to know you 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 got to work out what's causing you to do the things you're doing mm. you got to find the core rule of what's going on with you i do believe that find out why you're doing the things you're doing what's what's causing that pain what's causing that angst in you mm. why are you looking to anesthetize those things yeah and then to see that the anesthetizing you're doing is only temporary, it's only part time, it's only, you know, it's just not sustainable there. There's nothing that'll 
tie it over. There's nothing that will help yeah. you face the future. Yeah. And if you keep looking back, looking back, as I said, there's no future in the past, you know? Yeah. you got to look at how you're going to deal with things in, in the future. How you, When you meet problematic situations, or things you have to baffle us. Yeah. things they used to use on things you know they used yeah. to get all head up over yeah. coping mechanisms all of these things you find a new way yeah and programs of recovery will tell you you'd be halfway and you'd be amazed for you halfway through yeah. yeah and that's because the things you find yourself coping habitually with easily with things that baffled you yeah you know in family situations or even in problematic situation with somebody in work where you don't raise your voice you think out things and you talk about things yeah, and you work things yeah. out yeah you know I love that yeah find your way slowly yeah, slowly your way. and I heard a guy say look everyone is on their own journey you know we're all just trying to find our way home you know what I mean at the end of the day and, and like that that like if we can learn to I suppose well, I'm trying to fill that void with whatever we can find you know it could be retail it could be over exercise and over eating whatever it is that we can do that anyone can do but if we try and fill that void with something healthy you know what I mean and as you said having love and compassion you're going into work stressful situations or with family or with relationships like, where, where can I find an opportunity to be loving and to be kind here rather than to be fecking you know what I mean going all hostile and stressful and using tools that don't serve us so going in with anger and aggression isn't benefiting anyone and it's just mm. going to stress stress you out even more you know what I mean especially if you're sensitive to anger and aggression like you know what I mean that you you get angry then you're, you're, you're gonna your cortisol levels are gonna be through the roof and you can't relax then you know what I mean whereas if you if myself personally I can't do anger I can't do aggression and even though I used to compete in, in a combat sports I was only doing that you know trying to find my identity trying to find out who I was until I put down the took the water boots off and said why I was battling battles on the outside mm. because I had battles going on on the inside mm. you know and then I learned to say well I don't want to harm myself anymore I don't want to be harming other people you know what I mean mm -hmm. but we needed to go on that journey to find that out you know mm -hmm. what I mean and uh, a part of that journey and it's just like anything we get we gain wisdom and experience through the mistakes that we make or the, 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 the roads we got down like, you know what I mean and then we go like this doesn't work but this will that doesn't work but this is you know what I mean and we find that we find that feet as time goes on like you know mm. and what like over the years what what were your like what was your kind of I suppose the cult mechanisms that you developed over the years like well I suppose when I put down like I put down drinking tablets over 20 years ago you know and the main thing for me was you know like I, I went on a 12-step recovery program you know and the man said to me he said that program's about you he says and he said it doesn't matter what you think he said because it's still about you mm. I thought they laughed you know and he said it doesn't matter what you he scoffed at me you know not in a, in a friendly way he said it doesn't matter what you think he said, it's still about you. So he said, when you are prepared to start putting a bit more work in, start discovering who you really are, find out who you really are, is when you'll find a bit of peace. And that's what it is. Okay. I embarked on that, and I found out the things that made me tick. I found out about, I suppose, humility. He explained to me it was the conscious contact with your own defective character. Okay. And... Uh, you have a chance of fixing something when you know what's wrong. Yeah. You know? Uh, I met this other man, and he was a very wise man. And he's a great man, he is, you know? And uh, he said to me, uh, pause when you're agitated. <laughs> I used to say to him, saying to that and doing that are very different. Yeah, it is, I yeah. said, I know, he says, but somewhere in the middle is the balance. Yeah, learning to put your And he's, he's right. It's because... No matter what's going on, I may not have. And I don't always have to have a solution, tell them, you know. Mm. But you don't always have to throw your bit in. We have a, a that of a, when we come from an addictive situation, we have really an inherent need to people please to possibly want to fix everything. Yeah. And we don't need to fix anything. Yeah. You know, no. we don't need to people please anyone. We don't need to do anything but just 
be true to ourselves. Yeah, and I actually, and I think it's sometimes it can take away from an opportunity to be helpful because if someone's telling you a solution straight away, or telling you a problem, sorry, straight away you don't even hear the problem and you're in your head telling them, thinking of a solution. So you're not even listening to no. them. You're just, oh, that's what you need to do to fix your life. Yeah. So I suppose, like, you know, pausing when I was agitated, thinking things out, not knee-jerking, not people-pleasing, yeah. being honest and true to myself and just just doing the right thing. And my missus always said it. She goes, there's never a wrong time to do the right thing. Yeah, I love that. And even if you, it's like a few weeks ago, we were down pulling weeds from a common area down in town where her mother used to live. And there's a person living in the corner. They wouldn't come out. They wouldn't help out. And there's loads of weeds outside the door. And I said, well, I pulled them. And she goes, I said, I don't want to pull them. She goes, you know the answer. Yeah. She goes, if you don't pull them, they're going to bug the shit out of you. Yeah. Pulled them. Yeah. So I get in and I spent a few hours reading it out and I slept better. And right. she was saying, like, if she wants to be like that, let them be like that. Yeah, I love that. It's important that you do the right thing. Yeah, well, yeah, always. That, that, be true to yourself. Have your own standards, your own bar. That's what time as time goes on. You know, if you, if you do good, you feel good. You do, you yeah. You benefit from that. Yeah. Well, give me a receipt, don't you? Yeah, that's it. You get back tenfold, you know. You know, if you like, if you have a million things going on in your head, is it great? What can I do for? Can I, is there a place today that I can offer some love or, or help or some kindness to someone else? And it's the best way to get out of your, your, your own head, as I say. Can I be helpful to someone else today? Even just firing out a message or just the fucking, the simplest of things. Like, you give someone a text or a phone call you know the best way to cheer yourself up is to try and cheer someone else up you know well if you have the thoughts with another person in your mind Colin you can't be wallowing in self me 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 yeah you can't be thinking about yourself and someone no, else at the same time no yeah. you can't yeah and when you come from an addictive situation the last person you want to be thinking about is yourself yeah you know and when you think of someone else you know yeah uh, constant all of other people that's where mm. the key is yeah the happiness you know because we see other people prosper and do well and they're happy and we get that back if we do something right in their direction yeah. we get that back they like say tenfold yeah all day long yeah you do benefit from it so and what, what's been the greatest bit of advice you've ever gotten the greatest bit of advice i've ever gotten there's probably two things I always say, two things, and that's Joe. You said to me, Paul's when agitated. If I could always implement that, I'd have been in far less trouble than I've been in, and that, and probably the importance of season every day. You know, and I always say to me, kids, seize the day, mm. this day, and don't be thinking about tomorrow. Because you said you're thinking about tomorrow you're gonna to walk into the pole today. <laughs> yeah. Think yeah. about today. Just today. It's all you have. I love that. It's a simple it's simple like simple living, isn't it? Just living the day. You know, one foot in yesterday, one foot in tomorrow and just pissing on today, like you know what I mean? Well there's a great chance if you do the right things today and you have a good constructive day and you have a good bit of synergy with people you meet. Yeah. There's a good chance the following days will be similar. Yeah, I love that, yeah. I believe that. Yeah, that's so true. And you said about your reactions as well. And sometimes, you know, our, sometimes our first reactions are always the wrong ones, you know what I mean? That are we <laughs> responding in a selfish way or an angry way or a self-seeking way rather than, as you said, to kind of restrain your tongue and just say, right, wait for 10 seconds and then say me peace and then act rather than react, respond, like, you know. Well, I say if you were to have a look at perspective overview on your reacting initially to every single situation going back over the last few years, most of them you wouldn't, if you're given the second choice, you wouldn't react that way at all. Yeah. You know, you'd have readjusted your thinking. Yeah, you never. You'd maybe given it the, even when you give a situation that's vexing you, the passage of time. It can quell the situation down. Yeah, Just yeah. let it pass over a bit, you know. Mm. And sometimes in the, the following day, things don't seem as bad. Yeah. Whether you're tired or you're slightly agitated or someone's pissed you off. And be it right or wrong. Mm. But 
the passage of time time's right here it is and it's that, that thing of this too for the past and just give, yeah. to, give time time and give time time yeah it's mad isn't it yeah and you never like you never like, like you never go to bed going oh, I wish I, I lost my head earlier or I wish I got a 72 cents there you know but you find when you keep your mouth shut and not react you never regret that you know you, no. you, you never regret that you know just as you said there you know just the letting not without reacting just handing it over to the universe and just see how things will unfold you know what I mean that's it yeah letting things go as they should be like yeah I love that yeah would you would you think that like going through patches of suffering and patches of pain, just as we're talking about this thing which will pass, do you think like pain and suffering is, is an inevitable part of life? I think real growth can only be experienced when we're pushed like to the top of jumping off points, you know? Mm. Be it a situation we've brought on ourselves or a situation that somebody else may have put us in. Mm be a trauma or relationship breakup or something like that you know yeah. when our metal is when we're emotionally vexed yeah and that's where the real pain is for most people it's not a physicality mm. it's an emotional situation yeah when we're emotionally challenged but if we can find our way with it if we can find what's a good common denominator for everybody and like this man I know, what does he say? He says, uh, sometimes when I'm not sure, he says, who's right in the situation? I ask for an amicable solution for all. Mm. And when you sit in the quiet with a situation like that, and you can meditate on a situation like that, see things for what they truly are, and maybe act appropriately when the time is right, there's great growth in those situations. Yeah. But if you need jerk, in my experience, if I'm to need jerk in a situation that vexes you, it's not going to work out for anybody. Yeah. There's nothing that's going to be resolved and you're going to maybe self-love yourself more. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's true, isn't it? And it's like any kind of like breakdown or break up essentially leads to a breakthrough like you know and as you said that jumping off point you know but we just can jump off into an opportunity you know use this place of, of intense pain or suffering as as a as a opportunity for change you know it's obviously now what like i've known guys who've been through horrendous times or horrendous situations in life mm. and they've come out with, with a, a very positive you know what I mean changing their lifestyle changing their thought processes but it all stemmed from going through that pain and suffering at the start like well, we all grow from it you know we all develop from those situations that really really challenge you yeah. you know the normal type of mundane things we meet in the course of life don't challenge you emotionally you know mm. but when you meet traumatic situations like I said if a loved one is sick or something like that and how you handle those things and you find the you know, you find a different level of peace. Okay. You know, you find a different level of peace and tranquility in your own mind. And that in turn will reverb off other people, you know. Mm. It'll reverb off people you meet on a daily basis and will have positive it'll ripple effect on everybody. Yeah, like a positive ripple effect. And I love that and it's like it goes two ways that if you're in active addiction or just active kind of fecking the crazy living that there's a ripple effect that will affect the people around you you know the people you love family jobs whatever but then as soon as you get into well-being or having a more healthy lifestyle that uh, is the opposite ripple effect that it starts to heal the relationships and around you it starts to heal the families you know and there's a positive impact to that ripple effect that the ripple effect goes the opposite way without a shadow of a doubt you know like just like you said just as someone is 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 in inactive addiction affects so many other people in so mm. many ways it bears down on so many other people immediate family members work situations social services everything when someone is positive and well in their lives it affects people in a positive way people yeah. they meet on a daily basis people they meet in traffic people they meet in the shops yeah. people who may be employed by or with them it affects everybody and yeah. and, and that you know, those things grow as well. You know, the yeah. good things, the, the 
like attracts like. That's so true, yeah. Like attracts like, you know. Yeah. Positivity attracts positivity. Yeah, like that. The like good, good vibes attract good vibes. No shallow of a doubt, you know. Yeah. And like, I believe that if you're grateful for your day, and I always say like having attitude or gratitude, mm. because if you're grateful, Colin, it's an impossibility for you grateful. Yeah. Now, Tom is truly grateful. Yeah. You wake up because when you come from an addiction situation. To be grateful for a warm bed, to be grateful for giving someone a hug, to be grateful for walk to go to, to be grateful for driving in your car that's got a tax discount. Yeah. Things that a lot of people take for granted. Yeah. But if you're grateful for basic things in front of you, you can't be ungrateful. You can't yeah, be. That's it. You can't like that's why you have to learn to change my, my language and my dialogue instead of saying I want, I want, I want. No, I have, we have, we have. And you yeah. have to go to bed at night and you know the way go to sleep in a nice warm bed in a nice part like a nice part of the world, you know, and to have a good healthy perspective and just to have health. And we take these simple things for granted. You know, like when I I'm back when I was travelling, you know, we seen parts of the world that were, you know, ravaged with poverty, you know, and people and you know, just don't have the same opportunities and, and healthcare and education that we have here. And when I seen that I was like, wow, I am so privileged mm. to live where I live. And if anything, the audacity, if I ever going to get upset, or even like they say, if you were to get in a circle with other people and throw all your problems into the middle of the room, you take your own problems back, you know what I mean? Yeah. Compared to other people. And that's yeah. what it is. I'm, I'm grateful every day. You, you, and like they say, I know that they say in a few 12 step programs as well that a grateful person will never drink, you know what I mean? Or, or use. And if we, if we can, as you said, you know, gratitude is my attitude. There's nothing more healing than writing a little gratitude list and saying all the simple things that you're grateful for. And if, if anything, the lockdown kind of showed like when the simple things are taken away, being able to go for a coffee, being able to meet up for a friend, you know, mm. being able to go out more than 2k to, for the walk in the park, you know, that when these things were taken away, you know, momentarily, that we fell back in love with them. You know, we were down to 44 today for a swim, we seen how busy it was and seen a lot of smiles on people's mm. faces. And it's beautiful that, you know, people are enjoying these natural things that are available to mm. them, like, you know, just simple living. I mean, and you hit the nail on the head. I mean, when we hadn't got the basic things, when we were curtailed in lockdown, you know, the things that we, we maybe took for granted were accentuated, you know, mm. how much you missed those things, the simple things, giving your mate the whole going for coffee, you know, uh, even like, you know, rambling four or five clicks from your house you couldn't do it you know yeah. and there are things like that we do just like habitually now yeah. and, and sometimes you forget and you think oh well you feel like it, you're nearly it's 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 like a prerequisite you'd be able to do it and think nothing of it yeah. but you know we we if we're grateful for them things there's people in parts of the world they haven't got anything yeah. you know things we have and you know we we, we people houses that are more torn areas mm. we're so blessed in this country yeah. even during the lockdown situation yeah even because we were so lucky like the weather was good and we still had friends and family we had technology now where you can zoom call people and many many other modems of contact that that, that in the past you'd have been in a much more precarious situation yeah. but for sure like you know if you're grateful, if you're grateful, you know, you won't, you won't go too far from the beaten path. I love that, yeah. It's been, it's been incredible, incredible talking to Jonathan. Really appreciate it. And it's great that we were able to get a dip in the 40 foot and talk about the sea soon and being able right. to do this interview so close to the 40 foot as well. We're actually in the 40 foot now swimming as we're doing this interview. <laughs> Gives me talks back. <laughs> Watch out for that seal. That's not a seal. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's been beautiful listening to you, and I really appreciate you coming on and, and having the chats. And have you any closing words? Be kind to yourself and others. Compassion, compassion, and any any tips for anyone newly getting into the sea or to motivate someone to get in? Stick with it. Don't give up. Because it's it's a great journey. You meet great people. You have a great bit of laugh as well. Love it. Love it. Right, John. An absolute pleasure, pal. We'll leave it at that.
Don't forget the happy thoughts. All you need is happy thoughts. The past tense, past bedtime. Way back then when everything we read was real and everything we said rhymed. Why'd I kids being kids? Why did you stop? What did you do to your hair? Where did you go to end up right back here? When did you start to forget how to fly? Did you cheat on that 